This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo Radio. Caution's out for debris. Debris, 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 All right, Bob, I'm going to put that back. That wasn't better for sure. So I'm going to put that wedge back, and we're going to pit when it's open. Yep. It is the Dale Jr. Download presented by Spy with Mike Davis, Amanda Troutman, J.R. Rhodes, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. I am Taylor Zarzer. All right, Junior Nation, we love that you tune into Dirty Mo' Radio, so check this out. Spy, the exclusive sponsor of the Dale Jr. Download, is offering 20% off your purchase of any Dale Jr. Signature 88 Collection sunglasses. Just go to spyoptic.com, find your favorite pair of 88 Collection sunglasses, and enter code DALEYEAH. DALEYEAH. There we go. Taylor. Check out the discount is also valid trackside at the Junior Nation Souvenir Hauler and right here in the Junior Motorsports Retail Shop. Now, they are in the Junior, next to the Junior Motorsports Retail Shop in the Dirty Mo Radio Studios. I, Taylor Zarzer, you might hear a little sound in the background. Are you in the bathroom? No. Are you in like a community bathroom somewhere? No, I'm in a place (laughs) that you would be very, very jealous of, Mike Davis. I am in the Hyatt Regency Winfrey Hotel in Hoover, Alabama, My hometown. for SEC Media Days, and I can literally uh, your buddies Reese Dismukes and Gus Malzahn just walked literally right by me as I was saying that. Oh, I'm sure you have a lot of questions for them. Yeah, I got a lot of I got a lot of things to say to them. <laughs> I'm sure they're, they're questions. <laughs> but uh, this is where I am because um, I had my first broadcast on Sirius XM. College Sports Nation of uh, the first team with your buddy Greg McElroy. Congratulations. Uh, thank you. On Monday, and I'll be doing that show. But um, many people have reached out, Mike, and Junior Nation saying, you're, you're going to still do this podcast? Absolutely. I'll connect in a business center from SEC Media Days if I have to, to do the Dale Junior Download. Or, yeah, yeah, in, in the middle of a hotel. And if you just if you go about five miles down the road to Sharon Lane, you can also do it from my childhood home. Just letting oh, you know okay. that. I don't know well, who like, lives there. But I was going to say. I'm just saying, <laughs> you could do it there. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was going to ask that question. Do you know Mike Davis? No. Well, he used to live here. Well, I don't know that that would work. You know, but I, I thought about one time when we were racing in Talladega, and I always go back to Birmingham, I always thought about maybe dropping off a box of Dale Jr. stuff, like on the doorstep, just saying, hey, I used to live here. You know, Dale, yeah. Dale, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I wasn't so sure that you also you, – you, two, two, three things can happen in that situation, and two of them are bad. Like, well, you could get shot, you could get the cops caught on you, or right. they may actually be Dale Jr. fans and they like it. Like it. But I just didn't like my odds. So yeah. stay, in stay in yeah. the hotel. Stay in the hotel. Poor Amanda Troutman is shaking her head right now. Well, I just us. got – you know what? I tuned out because there was a guy that just got really close to the glass here at the studio and completely yeah. distracted me from what you guys were saying. Well, so. so People get fired up uh, about this <laughs> podcast, and, and we do too. And, you know, um, interesting – I guess interesting. Uh, not the most interesting, actually, uh, race of the year, in my opinion. Uh, there are a couple of uh, stories that, that emerged from it. Brad Keselowski – uh, a resident of Dirty Mo Acres, as Mike Davis was tweeting about, uh, was in his own lane yeah. on uh, Sunday. Congratulations to him. But, um, you know, Mike, what uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and the 88 team did in less than 50 laps was incredible. Getting from 28th to 10th, they actually got ahead of that, uh, got to 9th, and at one point in the race were running 2nd, but ultimately finished 10th. And 
you know, you're disappointed for him and for the team. You could see all the disappointment that Junior had uh, after the race. If you saw the interview he did on TNT uh, and heard him in the car afterwards as well. Uh, but there's also a part of me like you have hit on that is kind of excited that they're upset yeah. uh, with running 10th because, as Junior mentioned after the race, there was a time when they were ecstatic in running 10th. Yeah, well, you know, in the same way, Junior will be oddly pleasant after, like, a 19th-place finish at Charlotte when, you know, the motor acts up and, you know, and all those crazy things can happen. In the same way that that happens, he can also be extremely disappointed in the top 10. Because all he yeah. really cares about when it comes down to it is if the car was fast. And, you know, so if it was, but the cosmic forces caused Lady Luck to, you know, take a couple swings at you, so be it. The car was fast. Yeah. Now, if the car lacks speed and you end up, you know, struggling all weekend long, you qualify 28th, and then you end up getting annihilated by a guy that lives on your property and whose, <laughs> and whose place in this sport is largely credited to you, <laughs> yeah, he has a problem with that. So, <laughs> there's not a place on the board from 2 to 43 that's going to make you be happy about that. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good way of putting it. I don't know how I could add much uh, to that, but you're right, and, and he has every reason to feel that way. In the same respect, I don't think there's any question that Dale Jr. and the 88 team have our championship contenders. Uh, based on what we have seen through 19 races, they absolutely are championship contenders. They have speed every week. Jeff Gordon's got to be excited about what's going on with him. Kevin Harvick, same kind of deal. Though both of those guys have struggled to finish races as much as Dale Jr. has. And Jimmy Johnson's in that category, too. He's won three races, and he at times, like yesterday, has struggled to finish some races. That was crazy how quickly their day uh, fell apart. But Kislowski right now is at the top of his game. And it, it makes all the sense in the world what you just said. Because, sure, you, when you see that number two red Zapple Ale, it just, I mean, checked out, it's got to be frustrating. Listen, Kozlowski sort of fell off everybody's radar uh, after he didn't make the chase last mm-hmm. year. But, my goodness, this guy, he is running like it's 2012. And I was looking at his stats. Now, in his last seven races, Brad is finishing the top three in five of them. Top three in five of them in the last seven. If you go back and look at this same stretch run, the same part of the schedule, when he won a championship, he he was doing the exact same thing at this very part of the season. This is where he turned it up a wick. And so he's running like championship form. And he was one of the, you know, junior. It, it, I don't think it even got mentioned after the race, and it's not going to be mentioned in our audio here from junior here in a second. But junior doesn't even mention the fact that he locked himself in the chase for this year, which is kind of a big deal. It's what yeah. we're shooting for. Never even mentioned it. Yeah, and, and that's because, you know, how badly he wants to compete on a week-by-week basis. And especially when you go to a track that you'll see again in the chase, it's really important to try to be yeah. to have a car that can compete for victories. And, and that's why I think you're going to hear a little frustration here from Dale Earnhardt Jr. Before we hear Jr., I should tell you that we'll hear another clip from Jr. coming up about another guy who has uh, the letters J and R in his name, our pal J.R. Rhodes. Uh, those guys are going to get together here soon and, and uh, celebrate a big birthday for, for J.R. So we'll tell you about that. We've got Reaction Theater ahead. But first, we have to hear from the man himself about his 10th place run yesterday in New Hampshire. Here is Dale Earnhardt Jr. Well, the whole weekend in New Hampshire wasn't one of our more enjoyable weekends. I'm, you know, this season's been a blast. But this weekend uh, was really frustrating, qualified terribly, 
and the car didn't have any serious problems. It was just slow. I didn't even know this race was 301 laps this weekend. I thought it was 300. I don't know why. Just 300 sounds easier and more sensible. <laughs> I hated the balance. I hated the way the car drove every lap. I just bit my tongue every single lap. I just wanted to complain and complain, but I tried to think about how that changes my team's attitude when the driver's complaining. When the driver's complaining, a lot of times the team thinks that he's resigned himself to running like crap. So you don't want to hear that. I've been on the pit box in the nationwide race, and I've learned a lot as an owner listening to the drivers over the years and how they talk and what the crew's mentality is once the crew once the driver begins to speak so i tried not to really bash on the car too much and uh tried to keep thinking oh, you know we're gonna grind and grind and fix this thing <laughs> but it never really got that good we need a little bit better race car when we go back and I know that I didn't enjoy seeing how fast some of the other guys were, particularly Brad Keselowski. I don't like to get outran like that. That was just an ass whooping. So I'm sure that's going to fire up all the guys at Hendrick. And we won't go when we go back to New Hampshire. I I feel pretty damn confident we're not going to run like we did. I've always believed that if you you know you work hard, results will come and. You know, I don't know, we can't get too damn bad out of shape about it, but you just got to keep working, damn it. So that's what we're going to do. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I mean, again, we are so grateful to get that kind of perspective from him on this program. I mean, raw, uncensored First thing emotion. in the morning, clearly. First thing, clearly, <laughs> first thing in the morning. Uh, as well. Yeah, you there's know, no doubt about that. You and, know what I love about it, though, real quick? He clearly, this was the first thing he did Monday morning when he woke up. I don't yeah. think he's even got out of bed yet, so if you ever wonder no. what Junior's like in the morning, you probably just got the closest you're ever going to get to it. But what's yeah. funny is, you hear all the people talking in the background of where you're at, and yeah. you got Junior's morning voice, so it's sort of like he just woke up in the lobby of a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that might have happened before, uh, but yeah, it it and yeah, it had Greg McElroy heckling me by the way while we were uh, we were listening to that too. But um, yeah, you, you're right. It, it is. Uh, you could tell it was early in the morning, but clearly he still feels the same way he did when he climbed out of the car. Yeah, uh, you got to have more speed than that, Mike. It, it, you know, you don't like getting outrun like that. Like you said, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. Uh, it's one thing to get outrun. It's another thing to get outrun by a guy that lives on your property. Yeah. You know, uh, like you said, you're so responsible for bringing in the sport. I'm sure one day if that happens with Chase Elliott, Junior would you know feel the same way. Yeah. Um, if if something like that happened, but um, it really is fascinating to me what we just heard, Mike, when he talked about how frustrated he was and how frustrated he wanted to be with everyone during the race. But having a newer perspective in the last few years as an owner mm -hmm. in the Nationwide Series, an extremely successful one, I might add, uh, and listening to what his drivers have to say changed the way that he communicated yesterday. That's fascinating to me. I thought it was fascinating, too. And you want to know something? Here's a good example. He's right. A good example of that, if you go back about two or three weeks ago to Kevin Harvick at Kentucky, who won for us. Kevin, early in that race, made a go, a pretty good go at the team. Uh, just out of frustration, just, you know, typical stuff. The thing we love about Kevin Harvick is he is straightforward and he has passion and, and he lets you know how he feels. Well, he did. He let the team know how yeah, he feels. He sure well, does. if you noticed after he went and won that race, that 
wasn't the most rowdy victory lane you've probably ever seen in NASCAR <laughs> no, history. I was, you're right. I was it, standing there. Yeah. <laughs> right. It was definitely uh, – it lacked a few decimals there. So, yeah. uh, you know, Junior's had some epic radio chatter moments in his career. J.R. Rhodes actually just walked in here, and so J.R. could even tell you. <laughs> epic <laughs> moments in his career where, you know, he is, you know, getting in arguments with the crew chief. Now, you could say, well, the team needs to be a little bit more sensitive but at the same token, you could also say the driver needs to be a little bit uh, – uh, I'm sorry, a little less sensitive. The team ought to be a little less sensitive. The drivers get been out of shape too because in the middle of a summer when you're going 180 miles per hour, and it's not when you're most patient. And yeah. so and whether you're the team or the driver. So well, what he was able to do, knowing how hard it was for him to bite his tongue, shows so much maturity. I can't even begin to say it. I can't even begin – to express how much, uh, how much, how far we've come over the span of the last decade. What do you say, Jr.? Oh, without a doubt, there are many, many times where it's like, okay, we got it, we got it. Yeah, we, we hear you. Enough. <laughs> Drive the car. Yeah, got it. Can't do anything about it right now. Well, now hold on a second. I, I need to hear specifics here because Mike Davis last year talked about a time. I mean, we've heard plenty of times where Junior's gotten frustrated. But Mike talked about a time we started yelling at Mike in Texas. Yelling at uh, me? <laughs> yeah. I mean, ago. I just happened to be on pit road, but that's absolutely a flip of a coin. I yeah. could have been at the bus taking a nap. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, but, Jr., I got to hear from you. When I say maddest you've ever heard Dale Earnhardt Jr. on the radio, tell me in your mind where it was. Oh, wow. Um, specifically, you're asking for a lot. There's I, been a lot of radio chatter in my, in my career. I uh, know one. You think about that because I know one okay. that sticks out in my mind was at Charlotte when uh, Lance McGroop left him out when he should have been yes. pitting. Yes. Oh, uh, yes. He should have oh, left him too. out there to lead a lap. Yes. But yeah. had him on 60-lap-old tires when everybody else was on. And he's like, this ain't safe. You're about to get me killed. <laughs> yeah, and, and there were a couple <laughs> other ones back when you had cousin Tony Jr. on the box too. That yeah, you know? oh yeah. I mean, when your family, you you would say and do things. You're like, oh, did I really just say that? But you know, we used to just say, well, yeah, but they're yeah. family, so it's okay. But you know, that does nothing for the team. No, I mean, the, not at you know, all. the guys on the team that does not build morale. It, right. it certainly True. is defeating, deflating, whatever you want to call it. So regardless of if you're family and if you do this every day, you know, in your yeah. home life, it's not productive. No, not at all. Well, and I, and it's, yeah. Yeah. Go, go ahead, JR. I, I think I think with Dale's Mike said, he's come a long way. He doesn't do that anymore. He knows what, what's right and what's wrong. And yeah. he knows what it does, the impact of what it brings to the, the team as a whole. So definitely it's good to hear him now on the radio than what it was about 10 years ago. Well, and, and that's one thing to take out of that clip that we played uh, just now is how to communicate with your team. And another is exactly what Dale Jr. said. We have to be bet more competitive when we come back here in September. If you want to win a championship, you have to have a car capable of winning all 10 of those races. You're not going to win all 10 of them, but you have to have a car capable of winning all 10 of them. I mean, if you look at recent winners and what Tony Stewart has done, what Brad Keselowski did, and what Jimmy Johnson's done with those six championships, you have to have a car capable of winning every week. You're going to have a bad race in there. So it made all the sense in the world what Dale Jr. had to say. By the way, when you threw out Lance McGrew's name, Mike, about what happened in Charlotte, there's a man named Datto in Texas that just broke everything in his house. Yeah. It just it just, <laughs> re, just brought back all these memories to that man. Uh, and chances are but, we'll hear him on Reaction Theater in weeks to come. But, but Dado probably is breaking something in his house regardless of what we say. So <laughs> Yeah, that's a fair point. It's a wash. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Well, we're glad that JR's here. Uh, JR Rhodes is in studio with us. And, JR, I know that uh, you have been very close with Dale Jr. just about his entire life. 
And uh, before you talk about a big vacation you're going to take with yeah. Dale Jr. for a big birthday you're having, oh, yeah. let's hear what Dale Earnhardt Jr. had to say about that. All right. It's J.R. Rhodes' 50th birthday this year. <laughs> and if wow. you don't know who J.R. Rhodes is, he was my dad's Mike Hogue or Mike Davis through most of his career. And then when my dad passed away, I hired J.R. to work for us. And when we opened Whiskey River in Charlotte, I put him in control of that and sort of spearheading that because he had a lot of experience in the bar business. He's just been a really good family friend for a long, long, long time. So anyways, we're going to go on vacation together. So that should be pretty fun. Maybe uh, if anything cool happens or anything I think is interesting, I'll talk to you guys on Twitter about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, does that make you feel good, JR? <laughs> Birthday party on Twitter. <laughs> That's a first at 50. Uh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> cool. <laughs> That's well, awesome. Yeah, it's going to be a big weekend for you. Well, I'm very much looking forward to it. It uh, he he texts me about three weeks ago out of the middle of nowhere and goes, "Hey man, if you can get off work, let's go to Key West for the weekend." Well, did you tell him you know the boss? I told him I'd have to <laughs> ask the boss, but I'm pretty sure I could work it out. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, I'm excited. We uh, we leave uh, in a couple a couple of days, so I'm looking forward to it. Good for you, man. So yeah. uh, you know. I was just thinking when he was saying that you, you've you been working for Dale Jr. absolutely ever since I've been working for Dale Jr. And then years before that, and then even before you started working with Dale Jr., which was at DEI when you first started there, you were working around Dale Jr. just being Big E's guy. Yeah. I got to know. We always were all, Taylor and I were always talking about Dale Jr. now. What about Dale Jr. before you even worked with him or for him? I want to know what he was like in his rookie year when Big E was around. I started in 1994 doing Big E stuff. And then Dale in 97 said, hey, I'm going to put Dale Jr. in the car. And we're like, okay. And he gave him a test run. I think it was at Charlotte. He was, uh, I want to say he didn't make the race. I want to say he attempted to qualify at Charlotte and didn't make the race. And then from that point on, Dale, uh, he started racing a little more, so I got to deal with him on that. Tell him how to how to act towards sponsors, what to do, everything to do like that. And then um, we've just been together ever since. I've, uh, you know, he, you know, everybody knows he's a drummer. I gave him his first drum set. Oh, did you? Yeah, he was uh, he was changing oil uh, at the Dale Earnhardt Chevrolet, and I was working with Kelly, and she says, "Man, Dale Jr. wants to get a drum set." I'm like, "Tell him to stop. There's one in my closet. He can have it." Oh, cause you were a drummer. I drummed. I used to play drums in a band with my dad. Uh, yeah. A band called the Rhodes Brothers, and then um, just nothing but drummers around yeah. here. Yeah, so I gave him the drum set. So that's long I've known Dale before he was Dale Junior, the race car driver. Dale, he was just Dale Junior, Dale Senior's son. Yeah, and uh, so it's been great to watch. Yeah, that first year, you know, being the the sponsor rep and everything, it was like he would never. Uh, he always wanted to wear a hat that was not his sponsor. Which was Budweiser. Are oh, you talking about the first AC the, Delco? Oh, okay, yeah, so it was going AC back to ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. He always wore a hat that had a G on it. Really? The Gap. Oh, my gosh. Are you oh, serious? The man would wear a hat that had a G on it for the Gap. What in the world? I don't think we can let that go. I, I, like, <laughs> like, I, like, yeah. I know we're talking about you know some 15 years later here, but yeah. I, I, like, I don't think I can not bring that up the next time I see him. And then oh. you, ask, <laughs> you ask him what it meant. Like, dude, AC Delco is your sponsor. Everybody's wearing their hats. What's it stand for? It's G, man. It stands for greatness. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're right. like, okay, okay I'm okay. done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. 
And, yeah, you fast forward from from a guy that used to wear a hat that said the Gap on it uh, to to what you get today, and <laughs> yeah. uh, and man, how things have changed. Uh, and that and that's what I'd love to ask you, Jr. Is about the perspective of seeing how this guy has grown and how he's grown up and and who he is today. You know, I was recently there in Kentucky after he climbed out of the car, fired up about getting a top five finish uh, out of starting 29th, and I said. Is this better in 2004? And he said, "Man, it's not even close. This is this is the best year we've ever had. We got a chance every single week." He's so fired up professionally, and, and also Jr. Personally, I've never seen him this happy. I totally agree with you, Taylor. Uh, so happy for him. So proud of him, what he's become and what he's done with himself, and what he does uh, with uh, around the people he's with. Um, his racing has really, really come a long way, and to be able to um, you know watch watch that grow. I mean, you're right. It, 2004 was good. We were we were winning a lot. We were doing some good things. Won the Daytona 500. But now he's worked so hard. He's got he's got a chance to win the championship. He's already in the chase, as as y'all stated earlier. He's in the chase. He has he and I think Brad is the other one that's yeah. in there. Yeah. Right now they're only two locked in that can win the championship. And and to have that opportunity is great to watch him study. To, uh, you know he goes to the meetings with notes. He's he's early at the meetings from some of the times from what i hear i mean yeah. i'm not with him all the time yeah. i think he's come a very long way and he, he really uh, puts the, the work and the extra effort into it that needs to be into it and it's great to see and i think the outcome is shown is showing that uh, the hard work's paying off i gotta ask you jr he also mentioned in his little piece there uh, talking about you that uh when he opened whiskey river you were the man, and that's why we always we started calling you Dalton, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. based off the movie Roadhouse. Uh, love yeah. that movie. But uh, uh, you know, from the beginning of Whiskey River, there you were uh, getting that thing started. And man, look at it today. This thing is just uh, it's it's a staple in the uptown Charlotte area, of course, right across from Bob Kite's Arena. But then it's expanding, and so let's talk about that a little bit. Well, uh, yeah, it's it's one of my passions. He uh, about eight years ago, we were we were at the old Whiskey River Saloon. He's like, man, we need to open up a bar. And my family comes from the restaurant and nightclub business, and I know a little bit about it. So I said, let me look into it. Well, we've been open six and a half years in downtown Charlotte. Right. We are in the epicenter uh, right across the arena, as you said. And it has been uh, a tremendous success. Everybody loves it. We, uh, we've grown it uh, to where, you know, you coming into Charlotte, you know Whiskey River. You're going to go to see Whiskey River. We, uh, we've added some, uh, at the Speedway, we added a, a mobile unit out there that we, in the bistro out in Turn 1, we have a big unit out there during the race that the people come and see. We do work with the radio station. It's, it's Charlotte Motor, it's Speedway. Charlotte Motor right. Speedway, yeah. And then our newest one is we're getting ready to open up in the Charlotte Airport. Really? Which is something I'm oh, really cool. excited about. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's it's over in the concourse uh, uh, D&E section, and it'll be open hopefully by Christmas. But it's a, the, the airport came to us. We want something to represent Charlotte. Yeah. And they wanted Whiskey River. Whiskey River represents Charlotte in their nightlife. How about that? It's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty really cool. cool. Well, you know? I might have to come out of I might have to come out of local radio retirement because I've you've put me you've had me broadcast in every other one. So um, I might have to come out of local radio retirement and do a show from the airport. From the airport? Bring it, man. <laughs> we are going to have a bowl, but I don't think you can ride it. I don't think the insurance <laughs> oh, will let you ride it. But we not at the airport? Right. Yeah. Nothing like getting on a four-hour flight across the country <laughs> yeah. after riding a bowl. <laughs> what happened to you? Well, I was riding the bowl. <laughs> That's funny. So, yeah. So, so we're excited about that. We've done a couple other things. We've done some mobile units, and uh, it's just been a nice project. It's been a fun project, and it just shows that we can do a lot more than what we've been doing. So we're That's excited really about cool. it. Yeah. Really how, did, cool. how did you meet Big E? 14 years old, so that was 30-something years ago. Yeah, since we know, <laughs> since we know what birthday you're celebrating, yeah. we can do the math. Uh, my dad had a nightclub restaurant in Daytona Beach. 
and um, he was an entertainer as well, put on music. And Dale came, Dale and his whole team, the Rod Osterlin. I'm going back 7980. Wow. Oh, yeah. Uh, his first PR guy, Joe Whitlock. Wow. All yeah. these names that you, you hear in the in the histories, the Steve Wades, Tom Higgins, they all ran into the same circle with yeah. the drivers and the Dale. They would come to my dad's club. I was just a kid. I yeah. was fascinated. And that's how I got to meet them, just be a part of them because they kept coming to my dad's place. Developed a friendship. I worked at the Speedway down uh, in Daytona. I worked there during events just for fun things to do. And I got to know them, and they knew I knew these guys, so I got to do things with them and just developed a relationship. In 1983, I have a... a, a, a invitation to this day from Wrangler that it was like come celebrate the Dale Senior uh, Dale Earnhardt and Wrangler Jeans brand championship party from 80, 82 I think it was it'll be at this place party starts here hors d'oeuvres and in, in uh, entertainment provided by the incredible Rhodes Brothers <laughs> I have that on my wall today oh you know what I mean the incredible Rhodes yeah. Brothers why are we just now hearing about this yeah so I mean you know that goes back to 83 <laughs> 1983 is is you know I played his championship party so there's a long long history I think it. your party this weekend needs to be you and Dale Jr. bringing back the uh, the incredible Rhodes brothers <laughs> that would be cool you know <laughs> I, yeah I know you'll have a couple of drummers in the band right you absolutely know, and, and doing, not, and doing drums else, and nothing else but uh yeah. Well, that's, that's awesome. cool. That's cool. Good stuff, man. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm glad we're going. I was shocked and excited that he invited me, and I'm looking forward to it. So well, we hope time. you have a great birthday, Jr. Thank and, you, uh, Dad. I appreciate it. We're grateful it. for all the support you give us on this program, and man, we can't hit, wait to hear some of the stories. Uh, it doesn't look <laughs> like uh, we need to ask you. We'll just find out on Twitter. That's I'll, right. I'll, I'll let Dale <laughs> tell the stories on Twitter. You won't hear a word from me. <laughs> but thanks for having me. Awesome. Yeah, thank you, man. Appreciate you very much uh, for joining us here. Cool. on the podcast uh, this week. Okay, it's time now to get to Reaction Theater. Before we do it, let's remind everybody about Spy's exclusive deal for Dirty Mo' Radio listeners. Go online to spyoptic.com and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection. It includes the Dirty Mo', McCoy, Quanta, General, and Farah for the ladies. Enter discount code Dale Yeah. Dale Yeah. That's uh, D-A-L-E-Y-E-A-H. Yeah, I, I don't know what's going on with her. Uh, check out and receive 20% yeah. off your purchase. Is there still a guy in the window that's got your distraction? Is that, is that what it is? <laughs> I thought JR would fill in for me today. i, I got to <laughs> tell you this. I listen every week, and this is my favorite part of the show. So I can't <laughs> <hear>. <laughs> when Amanda I'm, doesn't say Dale, yeah, well, yeah, it's yeah, my favorite exactly. part, too. <laughs> I am looking forward to this. I love, to hear what, I love hearing what the fans have to think. Uh, the discount code is also available for use trackside at the Junior Nation Souvenir Hauler and right here in the Junior Motorsports Retail Shop. So go get yourself a pair if you haven't already. It's time now for Reaction Theater. Look here, I'm not going to get my head down and I'm not going to hang my head, but I'm not like Junior and disappointed with the 10th place finish. I'm f***ing mad about a 10th place finish. <laughs> I mean, I will say that you guys were able to make some chicken salad out of some chicken I'm not even going to go as far as to say chicken soup out of the chicken because soup makes you feel better when you don't feel good. <laughs> chicken salad. Damn it, I'm not happy with it. I appreciate the hard work that the 88 team does. DJ, I thought you were going to get his ass clear. What the hell? Dude, really? Yeah. Anyways, way to go. Dale, yeah, but I'm pissed off mad as hell about 10th place. That's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. totally fine. I don't think she's Mike, do you think if um, you think they, they stay out before that, was it the last caution, the second to last caution? You think if they stay out on old tires, you think that they get a top five finish? I mean, it's easy. I'm not saying that Steve Letarte made the wrong call here because it's impo- you know it, it's impossible to know that. But some of those guys did stay out and were able to stay at the front. 
No, they would not have stayed in the top five, and here's why I know that. Now, one of the parts that we did had to pit. Uh, well, I don't even know if that – not even a fuel issue. I, I know that uh, one of the things that Junior said, we didn't actually play it in his audio today, but one of the things he said was in practice they were so bad on old tires mm. that they they just had – that was what really got them down is how bad they were on old tires. And then I think it was on Saturday morning when they put – you know, when they were in on practice. slicks, when they were on slicks, they actually climbed up in the top five. Well, they knew that that was uh, sort of uh, – you know, misleading that they that they were going to be exposed because you're not going to have four fresh tires after every pit stop or throughout that whole race. Everybody knows yeah. that you're going to do a lot of two tire pit stops, and that's when you saw juniors really struggle, especially when they put on left side tires. They yeah. just they had no speed, so I don't I just did, I don't like that '88 car on old tires, uh, not the one that they had yeah. at Loudon yesterday. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, all right, let's hear what's next. I think uh, I'm real creative and congratulating the whole team. After starting 28th and finishing in the top 10 like he did, I think great job by the team. And I think uh, it should be a big Dale yeah. And our new word for the week should be debris. Have a great week off, guys. Thanks. Debris. <laughs> Junior was cracking me up during the uh, race when there was a set, there were, I don't know, a few debris cautions, as yeah. there usually are. And, and he started the uh, debris, 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 debris. <laughs> All right, what's next? I witnessed on TNT a dejected Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mm-hmm. Frustrated, sad, maybe a bit pissed off at a 10th place finish. And I f- love it. I love to see him get like that. You know why? Because that fire will burn in him and he'll come out to Indianapolis and get him a win. I just love to, love to see that guy thrive and be hungry. I mean, I don't like to see him down, but it makes me so happy that he does not like a 10th place finish. Hell yeah. I got to tell you, I felt exactly the same way. Yeah. Exactly the same way when I watched it. Mike, I know that you uh, you listened uh, to the chatter and you also uh, follow on the scanner. Did you see that interview afterwards? Yeah, I sure did. I sure did. Yeah. And, and he was exactly what I thought he would be when his car's not fast. You know, if that 10th place car was fast and you know at least fast even parts there of the race and maybe it was i mean we're sitting here acting like it was terrible he did actually cl- climb up to second for a yeah, while didn't he? I gotta say, exactly. he top 10 in 50 in the first 50 laps yeah i mean he was at top 10 but this is where we are yeah, these days right. guys this is uh yeah. just not cutting it for us is it yeah that's we right used to, we used to high five top 10 yeah you know. we do the hat dance yeah you're right <laughs> all right what do we have next okay so after watching the post-race interview of Dale Jr. Did y'all see how sad and disappointed he looked? Come on, Stevie and the 88 crew. Y'all watched that video a couple times over and over. And let's produce some good cars again so that we can win, win, win. I believe in you guys. Hell yeah. I got to tell you, uh, that's one thing I should have mentioned earlier, Mike, um, is if there is one person in the world I would want to give me a better car next time I go there, it's Steve Letarte. So, uh, that's got to give everybody a lot of confidence too. As listen, Chad Knauss has won six championships and he's incredible w- with what he's done. There's no question. But I, I thought that uh, Kyle Petty made a really good point on the broadcast. He said the most frustrating thing for the 48 is they can't build a notebook, you know, because you know they only ran a few laps out there before they were done for the day. Uh, at least Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Steve Letart and everybody can build a notebook off the off of 301 laps that were run. Yesterday in uh, Loudon, New Hampshire. So, and I, uh, and again, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. true. That's right. It went over overtime. That's right. Uh, but uh, I, I have full confidence Steve Letard can uh, give those guys a, 
very competitive car next time. You know, this uh, I agree with you completely. I think those guys, and you know, Steve Letarte doesn't need to see his interview to know how upset he was because I guarantee right. you, Steve Letarte is just as upset, if Absolutely. not more. Absolutely. And, and, and you know, yeah. he you can read his Twitter feed if you want to. But the funny thing about this three hundred one three hundred five thing is that <laughs> did you think it was funny how Junior was like, what what is this three hundred one thing? This race has been a three hundred and one. Yeah. Since, Since 2008. Sylvania, I yeah. think, was, had yes. it. And it had some or Linux, Linux tools. It had or something? something to do with that yes. sponsorship years ago. <laughs> You're right. But well, it's a good thing that he didn't pull over after 300 laps. I was a little concerned he might do that. Mark you know? Martin. Yeah, that's uh. happened before, hadn't it? <laughs> Mark Martin back in the days. <laughs> All right, what do we have next? There's no way in hell that we're going to be able to win this championship without you guys going full forward. We need to really... Go back, evaluate what we did in the beginning of the season. The Brickyard is coming up. We need that trophy. We need it. So evaluate what you guys did in the beginning of the season. Get this party started back right. Let's go get this championship. Please do not let this thing fall back into BK's hand. I cannot stand an arrogant And right now, he's being very arrogant. We need this trophy. We need it. Whatever you pull off that truck on Friday, it better damn well work on Sunday. There you go. She's one of my favorites. Yeah. On Reaction Theater. And, uh, hey, you know, before they had some engine problems a couple of years ago at the Brickyard, Mike, I mean, they had a car that could win that race. And especially with how competitive they've been on a week-in, week-out basis. Listen, you should nobody, everybody should be confident every single week they go sure. out there on the track. But I'm really confident about the Brickyard. I'm very confident about the Brickyard because of Pocono. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's a good point, yeah. And, you know, Absolutely. here's another thing that we can say about Loudon. If here we are, we're really, you know, we're really upset of, of this 10th place finish. Had Junior restarted on the outside line, we could mm. actually be talking about a, a sixth or, you know, yeah. something well, like that. Larson yeah. made it to third. Okay, yeah, and he was, so. he was equal with Larson. So we could be honestly talking about a top five here, too. We're yeah. not as bad as, <laughs> as what we're making it out to be, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. Let's hear one more. Well, I'm not going to lie. I took a nap in the middle of the race. Really proud Steve and the guys getting the car good enough to get up to second for a little bit there. And, you know, I'm happy Junior won those two eBay auctions. That's pretty great, considering <laughs> the last restart didn't go so great. But looking forward to the Brickyards. Third, first race of the year on the network. So uh, that should be time for our third win, right, guys? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Do you know what he's yeah. talking about there, Taylor? No. Yeah, Junior Junior in his, you know, <laughs> Twitter dissertation after the race, he was uh, talking about how, you know, upset he was over the race car and the fact that he lacked mm-hmm. speed. But he goes, I did just find out I won me two eBay auctions during the Yeah, during no, the I, yeah, yeah, you know what? I did see that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there is good news. Yeah. All right, Reaction Theater is open 24-7. All you have to do is call toll-free 1-855-740-1902 and leave us your voicemail message. Again, toll-free like it's 1983. And we'll play the best each week right here on Dirty Mo Radio. Wednesday's Fast Lane Family with Kelly Earnhardt Miller. Joanna Long stops by the studio. Find out what she's been up to lately. Friday, check out JRM 360, the podcast, with all the interesting characters here at JR Motorsports. And on Mondays, we recap the full weekend for the JR Motorsports Nationwide and Late Model Teams and Dale's Sprint Cup Series run on the Monday recap presented by Spy. Some people say Junior, some people say JR. Since my man JR Rhodes is in the studio, I'm going JR Motorsports. I like that this Taylor. week. Gotcha. All right. <laughs> Let's throw the white flag. White flag right there. White flag. I guess I'll do white flag in Hoag's absence today. So, uh, as Junior said earlier in the show, he's going on vacation with the old birthday man here, JR Rhodes, this week. So now you know what they're doing. Let's talk yeah. about what you're doing. You're making history. 
by voting daily for Sprint Most Popular Driver at yes. www.mostpopulardriver.com, and you're helping Junior win number 12. You can vote once per day, and you can cast up to two additional votes per day on Facebook and Twitter. Listen, Junior Nation, there's people out there trying to take that award from you. MPD, baby. All right, here's what else you're doing. You're letting America know that NASCAR has the best race car drivers because you're going to vote Dale Jr. as best driver for the 2014 ESPY Awards. You can go to ESPN.com slash ESPYs right now to vote. You're also helping kids and others who need a break in life by purchasing a $25 ticket from the Dale Jr. Foundation and running in uh, and be in the running to win Dale Jr.'s 2014 Corvette Stingray. Go to www.windaljuniorsride.com for details, and I can add this. Tickets are starting to run out. If you think you want a, ch- a chance at this Stingray, Don't you wait. better act fast. Uh, you're contributing to cancer research by jumping on eBay and bidding on a seat in the exclusive Fantasy Football League with Dale Jr. and many other drivers. So if you win, you'll come to Watkins Glen. You'll have your draft with Jr. and all these guys and enjoy oh, a VIP cool. weekend at the track. There's just a few hours left in this auction when you hear this. So go to eBay right now and search for the Dale Jr. Fantasy Football Experience. And that's it. All right, J.R. Rhodes, we hope you have a great weekend in Key West. Happy birthday, my friend. Thanks, yeah. Thanks to uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. Hope he gets some rest (laughs) next time we hear from him. We thank uh, Amanda Troutman for all of her hard work and hope she gives us another Dale Yeah next time we do this podcast. Maybe. For Mike Davis, I'm Taylor Zarzer. (laughs) You've been listening to the Dale Jr. Download. Presented by Spy. Dale, that, yeah. Oh, that's when Amanda decides to drop in. <laughs> Dale, yeah. Welcome to the show, Amanda. <laughs> hey, Dirty Mo Radio listeners, it's Mike here. We really appreciate you listening to today's podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. And now you can go online and check out Dale Jr.'s signature Spy 88 collection at spyoptic.com. And listen here. If you use discount code Dale, yeah, at checkout, you will receive 20% off your purchase. That's spyoptic.com.